How does worship become a context for murder? Today, we'll see brother against brother as anger boils over and the corruption of sin rears its ugly head on The Bible Brief. So Adam and Eve are outside the garden that God made. They were graciously given a cover by God, but that didn't take away the consequences of their actions. God had said that the woman would now have great pain in childbearing, and that while she would seek to dominate her husband, he would yet be an authority over her. As far as the man goes, he would have a life of toilsome labor to produce food from the cursed ground, and he would work and work until his final day when he would return to the dust from which he was made. This is life outside the garden. But life outside wasn't hopeless for the couple. After all, within the curse of the serpent was a great promise that Adam and Eve could hold on to. Eventually, one of the seed of the woman would finally defeat the serpent who had deceived mankind. This war that began in the garden, this war between all the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent, this would finally culminate in the serpent's defeat. That was their hope. And in that hope, they began to have children. We read this in Genesis chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. Two boys, Cain the older brother and Abel the younger brother. Two boys who grew up outside the garden. Cain becomes a worker of the ground, presumably keeping some sort of crop, while his brother Abel becomes a shepherd caring for his flock. These occupations of the two brothers become the context for the next major event in the Bible. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. Apparently by this time, the parents of Cain and Abel had taught them about God and about the appropriate ways to honor him. One of the ways was in the offering of the best of one's produce, giving back to God the best of what he had provided to constantly recognize God's provision of life and livelihood. So according to what was probably a custom of theirs by this time, we see the offerings of both brothers. From Cain, an offering of the fruit of the ground. From Abel, the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. Now, in the description of these two offerings, there's language that is actually forward-looking in the Bible. When Abel brings the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions, what you need to know is that he's giving the best possible offering to God that he can. The firstborn and the fat portions of an animal are the best of the best when it comes to offerings in the Bible. However, when we look at the description of what Cain brought, he simply brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. To our modern ears, that may seem just fine. Like, okay, he brought an offering, that's good. But what's missing here is the best, what would be called the first fruits of the ground in other places of the Bible. Cain didn't bring an offering to God that was the best he could offer. Instead, he just brought a normal portion of his harvest. This offering betrayed something about Cain's heart that was different from his brother Abel. In Cain's heart, he didn't honor God as he ought. He chose a selfish path rather than a God-honoring path. And for this, God did not accept Cain's offering like he accepted Abel's. 
And Cain does not like God's response. Listen to this. So Cain was angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry and why is your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain is fuming that God would prefer Abel's offering to his own. But even in this, God encourages Cain. He tells him to do the right thing and then warns him that he's at risk. God says that sin is at the door, ready to pounce on Cain. But Cain should master sin rather than succumb to its mastery over him. But Cain, his anger deafens his ears to the warning of God. Next we read, Cain spoke to Abel his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Cain's murder of his brother Abel finally reveals his heart in full. Hatred and anger have won the day, as Cain's rage culminates in the first murder in the Bible. And God asks Cain a question. Just as God asked Adam and Eve questions after their sin, God asks Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And Cain replies in a haughty way, I don't know, am I my brother's keeper? Am I responsible for him? But next, having given Cain a chance at confession, God reveals his knowledge saying, What have you done? While giving a picture of Abel's blood crying out from the ground on which it had been spilled. Cain couldn't hide his guilt any more than his parents could hide theirs in the garden. So God says to Cain, And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened up its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. God curses Cain with an even worse consequence than Adam. Now the ground will no longer yield its strength to Cain because of the murder of his brother. And not only that, but he is removed from his community and banished further east of Eden to be a wanderer. In this early narrative in the book of Genesis, east is becoming the direction away from God's presence. Keep this in mind as we move forward in the book of Genesis, because this eastern movement is going to culminate in a world-changing event. Okay, so then Cain says this to God. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord, and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain recognizes now the grievous consequences of his sin against God, worst of which is when he says, From your face, God, I shall be hidden. Cain knows that he's being cast further away from the presence of God, and outside of God's presence, he also fears retribution for killing Abel. He fears that someone will seek vengeance for Abel, but God mercifully places a mark upon Cain 
so that any avenger would be dissuaded from attacking Cain, lest he get an even worse punishment from God than Cain received. Now from here, the story moves forward into some descendants of Cain that we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on in this walkthrough. But it will suffice to say this. What we see from Cain's descendants is the beginning of the components of what we might now call civilization. We see a city built, musical arts, and tool making. But we also see continued straying from God's purposes. We see the first example of polygamy, where one of Cain's descendants chooses two wives instead of one. And this brief account of Cain's descendants ends with a man boasting of his power and his ability to kill others. But before we move on from Cain and Abel, we need to consider something else that the Bible tells us about Cain. Later in the Bible, we found out that Cain is identified as someone of the evil one, or of Satan. In one of the New Testament letters to the Christian churches, we read this. It says, We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. In other words, Cain being of the evil one is identified as one of those seed of the serpent, one of those descendants of the serpent in this long war between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. After the garden, we see the seed of the serpent drew first blood. Cain chose the way of the serpent, the way of sin, instead of the way of righteousness. But don't miss how Genesis 4 begins to draw to a close. And Adam knew his wife again. And she bore a son, and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another seed instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. After Abel's death, by one of those seed of the serpent, Eve still yet expressed hope for the one promised seed of the woman who would decisively win this war. She says that God has replaced Abel with another seed, and it's through this seed, named Seth, that the story of the Bible continues. By the end of the narrative of Cain and Abel, and the new brother Seth, we've seen the first murder, the first battle in this war, and we've seen God provide yet more hope as a new child is born to Eve and Adam. But despite this hopeful end with the birth of Seth, clouds are gathering on the horizon as humanity takes an ever darker turn. Violence begins to reign, evil is rampant, and soon God responds with water. Lots and lots of water. Join us next time as we see a great salvation in the midst of God's devastating judgment upon the earth. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023.